Whoa. We're back. We're back after so long. That was a major hiatus. That was quite the hiatus. Why do you think we took a hiatus? So much has been happening and like so much movement and like, I don't know. I don't know either. I think we all kind of went solitary for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Like our lives were all doing their own thing. Mm-hmm. Now it's time to come back. Which happens, right, in relationships. They need mm-hmm. space to breathe, some independence. Yeah. But it was never any fear that we weren't going to come back to it on my end. No. No. That's just a given. Yeah. So we've got Jane here on the phone. Jenna and I are drinking coffee. Even, <laughs> even that has been a while since her and I yeah. have done that. Might yeah. be a little jealous. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're jealous of you that you're in BC and it's so beautiful there. Yes. No, it sucks. You guys don't like it. It's terrible. <gasps> terrible. So Jen and I were talking a bit before about sensation and holding sensation and how now more than ever that's so important to be able to hold the sensation of conflict, of pleasure. Of change into even the good aspects yeah like when you get what you want and then holding sensation through that and yep. not just bailing yeah because I feel like we're all now at a stage where we're we've upper leveled and we're getting what we want and it's so easy to fall into sabotaging patterns of oh this is too much success too much good I don't deserve this I've got to get back to that place I was before where I could just like beat myself up over stupid sh- stupid things and the discomfort like not telling a story around that Mm -hmm. because as you start to expand into these new things it's so incredibly uncomfortable I feel like that's something no one talks about and all you want well all my cancer self wants Mm -hmm. is to crawl into bed and be like nah let's go back (laughs) because because I tell myself that story or I used to tell myself that story where I was like the discomfort means it's wrong or the discomfort means something bad yeah. It can't be right if it feels like this. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Or the other shoe's going to drop. Yeah. So I, That's I, what I've been feeling a lot lately. I've been, I've been like, witnessing myself in it, but I've definitely been feeling like that lately. <laughs> so how does, that, how does that come up for you, Jane? Um, well, I have a subtle brag here, but I passed my real estate test. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you did. I, like, I don't know. I've been... I've been like really feeling grateful about failing to be honest Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I'm like this wouldn't feel as good had I passed it my first or even second go so then having passed it and like now like kind of moving on to the next stage like I'm really excited for that and I have wicked amounts of turn on for it but I notice like sometimes I'm like excited about my relationship and I'm excited about my career and like everything's just like working if that makes sense like all I have to do is just keep going and I'm like doing all the right things but sometimes like I notice I'll be like oh it it doesn't feel like enough like there's more that I can be doing and then I'll start like slipping into self-sabotage patterns because I'm like this is too good Mm -hmm. but but it's actually when I'm running that I like really like can witness it I guess or like take a step back and be like oh, that's really funny that you're doing that and I kind of like laugh at myself and I'm glad that now it's gotten to a place where it's like it's funny but it's but it's also like okay maybe we can choose a little different 
<laughs> maybe it's time to step out of this pattern. So, like, mm-hmm. what are your sabotaging behaviors? Do you pick fights with people? Do you, like, over uh, okay. go into uh, your addictions? This, this seems really ridiculous to, to admit out loud, but my sabotaging patterns are my eating habits. Mm-hmm. I haven't, like, Me too. Ate, eaten crap in a long time, and this week, like, two days in a row, like, I found this bag, this, like, flavor of chips that I, like, was obsessed with two years ago. It's buffalo wing and blue cheese. They have it at Superstore. If you haven't tried it, try it. <laughs> but, like, two days in a row, I ate a whole family-sized bag of those. And then, like, a large, like, movie theater-sized candy. And that was, like, what I ate in the day. And it's so funny that that's my sabotage because I'm, like, obviously running offsets, like, any weight gain. But I just feel like shit. Yeah. And then it, like, depletes any motivation to do other things. But I'm, like, still getting the things done because I'm conscious of what I'm doing. I haven't really, like, mastered not going back to the old self-sabotage habits. But it's just, like, really funny to And can you you pinpoint what set you off to want to eat the whole bag of chips? Um, I I think I, like, I, like, lie to myself. Like, I'll be, like, I'll, like, buy them at the the grocery store. and And I'm going to it for, like comfort it's like such an old comfort and right now I feel like very excited and like it like it's like that I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop like it's so good that then I it's like too much so then I numb it out with food Mm -hmm. for me the I do the same thing but I can really pinpoint it to when I spend time with my family Mm -hmm. and I'm not fully like I'm comfortable around them and we it's not that it's really bad but I can't fully be myself I have there's some part of myself that I have to suppress in order to just be in that old pattern of homeostasis within the family system and Mm -hmm. I notice that I I whenever I'm spending time with family I have to eat constantly like I don't have to but I just like Mm -hmm. want to or drink I constantly have a drink in my hand and I consistently overeat when I'm around them whereas in contrast when I'm home and I'm either by myself or around Jenna or you or people that I can be 100% myself around yeah I don't feel that same urge yeah I I just Mm -hmm. I get nourished from these types of interactions so I don't have to like stuff it over top but I definitely have noticed that that's a way to suppress I don't know if it's like the sensation or the lack of sensation of not being able to fully authentically be who I am around oh, yeah. certain people, especially certain people that objectify me. I know, Jane, you kind of relate to this too, of like, they have this idea of who you are. Family members can really get into this. Oh, yeah. yeah. Of like, they have an idea of the role and the dynamic that you're supposed to be playing Where with them. Yeah. Yeah. So they like... I find that with my sister a lot where we get pulled into this dynamic of how things used to be. Like she was teasing me yesterday about something, some old thing that I don't know if she's like looking for connection through it, but to me it's just kind of like rude. And then, but instead of getting like butthurt about it, I just take it kind of thing. And so it's just like an old dance and I, it just gets tiring because it's not worth it's not worth like constantly battling over mm-hmm. but it makes sense too if it threatens their identity mm-hmm. if that's set up in relation to you or how things were mm-hmm. yeah through little subtle ways of getting power over me 
and it just doesn't feel good but she's not doing it consciously so it's like to bring it up would be it would have to be in the right situation right so it's tough because I know she's not doing it on purpose teasing is a tricky one hey like yeah and this is like kind of maybe like kind of a divert like diverging from what we're talking about but um i was thinking about it this morning so put you back on the path if i'm straying too far but (laughs) i was thinking about teasing and in relationships and it's definitely something i've shifted away from and it's so interesting to see how uncomfortable it makes people in my relationships like some people just like slot right into it and it's great and it makes the relationship like flourish but some people it's like whoa like they like they it's like you almost have nothing in common sometimes or it's hard to get connection mm-hmm. i wouldn't say i've like totally gone away from it because i don't i don't think that i think i like teasing i think it's fun and like mm-hmm. but i'm noticing especially in my relationship like with with rylan like it's like one tease to every like 10 like compliments or like supportive things said or like kind things said you know that's really interesting noticing mm-hmm. like it a is. good point yeah <laughs> But it makes it like that's kind of what what I'm like looking at to base other relationships off of because mm-hmm. I know how secure and good and like comfortable and confident I feel in that connection versus some other ones where it's like I notice like where you triangulate or collude or tease to get connection. I'm like that's really interesting. I do that a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't know how how I got to that topic. No, I think that relates. I think that relates because that's what happens is it that's the dynamic with my sister is that she's teasing me but it's it's mean like there's a there's an underlying meanness to it Mm -hmm. that neither of us really address directly and then it just doesn't it actually doesn't bring connection because well I'm talking about it now I'm obviously resentful about it so it's like there's there's some kind of disconnect happening there and and like to me I love teasing I find it to be the masculine way of bonding because it's like I've if somebody if I have so much trust with somebody that they can take me right into my insecurities and still demonstrate love like that's that's military that's like male bonding right Mm -hmm. like that's how guys are with each other like they will push each other but if anybody else did it outside of their little team or group Mm -hmm. then that would be no go it's right. almost like, though, there's the dark side, because that's, like, the intimacy-building side. Mm-hmm. And then the dark side of teasing is, like, when there's unconscious resentments mm-hmm. and things that people don't have the guts to say. Yeah. So they slip it under in and then, a comment. And then it's gaslight. Yeah. Yeah. Then it's I noticed, like, like gaslight. in my relationship that happens. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's interesting. Becky and I were just talking about this, too, like, in the last few weeks there's been some kind of pattern that's created when John and Becky and I get together. Mm-hmm. And um, at first I think it started because John, I don't think he felt comfortable enough to say that he wanted my attention and he felt like he had to fight for it amongst other people, mm-hmm. like when we're around other people. So he'll throw out like a mean dig yeah. underneath. And um, But now it's just kind of patterned. Mm-hmm. Like even when there's not resent there, it's like when Becky comes over sometimes, it just like triggers something in him that thinks oh, it's time for this. Yeah. And he'll try to collude with her against me and throw me under the bus. Yeah. And it happened this last week and made a real uncomfortable situation. <laughs> I was so uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, no. I think I just straight up called him out. 
Because he yeah, said yeah. he said things that were like degradingly rude in yeah. the tease, and there just was no need for it. No, it like, was like all. completely unfounded. And I finally think I turned and I was like, said something like, "You don't need to be degrading." <laughs> and then Becky just <laughs> looked at her at her cake and ate it. <laughs> <laughs> But I don't know. Like, it'd be interesting to know what you think, Becky, too, because in that situation, I was like, I don't want to keep taking it. Like, that feels like submission. Mm-hmm. So it felt good to say it, but then it also felt super uncomfortable because you were there. And mm-hmm. and then it's interesting with him, whenever I bring it up afterwards, like, he's not as sensitive as I am to those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, oh, what? And like, <laughs> what you said was rude. He's like, huh? Yeah. And yeah. he's not lying. Like, he, I can tell he's not lying. Yeah. He just doesn't think of it afterwards. It's just such an unconscious pattern that he doesn't... Yeah. Even, it's not even on his radar. But it it was... And it, it is, whenever it happens, it's super uncomfortable for me. And sometimes I'll make comments, like... Like, the last time I was at the lake when it was happening... I was like, oh, you guys have some interesting foreplay. <laughs> like, oh like, I try to, I'm trying to, like, make it not about me, but I'm getting sucked into this, like, weird threesome, and I'm like, yeah. I didn't consent to this. Like, with your cousin. <laughs> with my cousin. That I'm like, oh, like, and it's uncomfortable, and I can tell it's upsetting Jenna, which makes me then want to yes. protect her. But then I can tell also that John has no idea that no he's idea. even doing it. I know. So it, it's like... I don't know, I don't know how to handle it, because it's a lot of fucking sensation. It is. It's a lot of sensation. But at the end of the day, like, I think... Well, I think what I figured out, because I do bring it up with him afterwards in private often, or I'll text him and be like... And that's really all you have to keep doing. But what I figured out is when we haven't had a recent ohm, or Mm -hmm. we haven't had sex recently... And he's looking for my attention. Yeah. And he legitimately doesn't feel like he has the right to ask for it. Yeah. It comes out there. Yeah. But unfortunately, it's patterned around you. Because I think sometimes he feels like we spend a lot of time together. Mm -hmm. So there's some jealousy there. Yeah. And he just doesn't know that. He just isn't aware of it. No. Yeah. But that's my sense of it, too, is like... And we've talked about this, of... That I come in and you and I have such fluidity and such easy mm-hmm. intimacy and such like connection right off the bat. And then he's a witness to that. Yeah. And he has to fight for that all the time of yeah. your attention. And I don't. Totally. Because I also don't live with you. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's apples and oranges, mm-hmm. obviously. And I'm your fucking cousin. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there's so many reasons. But he's not, he's just picking up on like, oh, she's getting the attention that I want. And I'm not aware that I have a desire there, so I'm gonna, and I'm resentful, so I'm just gonna like pick at her. And I will, well, I will roll my eyes and things when he starts out like things that are rude. I can feel myself yes. doing it. It's almost just automatic reaction. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I put up an ice wall where it's like he'll push and he'll push and he'll push and I'll withdraw and withdraw and withdraw, mm-hmm. like as a punishment. Where I'm just like, hey, if you're gonna be annoying, then I'm not gonna talk to you. Yeah. But then he like will have to make a meaner dig and a meaner yeah. dig. <laughs> it's definitely co-created. Yeah, but. definitely. Triangulation okay. is so interesting to me, mm-hmm. and I don't think that it's something that we have to demonize. Like it's like it has its shadow side and it also has. Uh, positive side because it I learned in my last class that um, it's actually a way to maintain balance within a homeostatic kind of system Mm -hmm. so like 
the group of three is actually more stable than a group of two. Okay. So when you have when you have that ability to shift the energy around or shift the, the tension or the sensation around within a group of three, that is easier on the system as a whole. So I don't think that triangulation is bad per se. It's like everything else. Like we just have to be doing it consciously. And communicate. Yeah. And for people who don't know, how would you, how would you guys explain what triangulation is? So when you try to team up against the other person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It's kind of like bullying a little bit when yeah. it really goes, when you go for it. Yeah. But it usually starts off in the form of teasing. And there's that moment you could feel the tease changes. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a gut drop to me where you're like, it oh, nasty. Yeah, it gets nasty. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, this was fun. And now that hurt a little yeah. bit. But I'm, we're having fun here on the surface, so I don't want to rock the boat. Yeah. So true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it just, like, it brings so much validation because you're, you're on a team now with somebody else, and the other person is othered, and it's you and them against this other person, and then, and then all of a sudden that can shift like a dime. Like, Anybody who has grown up as a, especially as a little girl oh, in the yeah. school system knows that that's how girls operate in their oh, friend yeah. groups. You can be on the in for two minutes and then it takes nothing when, and you're the one that's being bullied and picked on and triangulated against. It's, and there must just be like that dopamine rush mm-hmm. when you like team up mm-hmm. a power. It's the same about feeling a power. gossiping about people behind their backs. Mm-hmm. It's the same dynamic of oh yeah we're better than these people because yeah the superiority complex rooted in insecurity are you still there jane did we lose you yeah no i'm here sorry the the service in my place that's shoddy so sorry about that no i'm still here Mm Jenna just went to the bathroom. Oh. <laughs> I'm like sitting here by myself. <laughs> I guess I can throw myself on the sword a little bit here and talk about, um, I don't know, it feels, it feels like a better thing to bring up, so it's probably the right spot. But I guess with the biggest thing, like the biggest shift I guess I've had in the last six months, it with my, who I would have considered like my core group of girlfriends. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those relationships were founded on it seems like triangulation and like colluding against others and so like bringing I guess like my significant other and introducing him to that group and like one of the first few times that we were all together they were like my two girlfriends were like super savage to me like you you hope that when you bring a new boyfriend or girlfriend around your group that they're gonna like say nothing but the best things about you and like be you know cautious of the other person whereas the dynamic was that they completely slaughtered me and threw me under the bus Mm -hmm. and then were like super kind to him and his friends Mm -hmm. and yeah like it's it was interesting because after that I guess I didn't realize how much it affected me and some of the the guys that were there that were you know Rylan's friend and Rylan were like wow, like, your friends are really savage to you that night. And I was like, yeah, I guess I didn't really realize that. And then I didn't really take the time to reflect on it, which I probably should have. And then, so it came up, and I called the two of them out in a, an environment that I probably wouldn't have been my first choice. It was in front of, like, 
five other people. And they obviously didn't like that and got really defensive. And those relationships ever since, like, haven't been the same. And I guess what what's really interesting to me is, like, because I called out who, like, two people that I would have considered to be, like, best friends or, like, higher up their friends on, like, treating me like shit, that there's no ownership or, like, oh, I'm sorry, we had a bad, it was a bad night. They're just, like, wow, you've made this really awkward. Like, you have damaged our relationship. Like, oh, things can't go back to the way they were. And I'm just, like, well, no, things can't go back to the way they were, but, like, it doesn't have to be awkward. And I find it just, like, sad, I guess, and I've had sense of grieving lately of, like, so my friendships can't be the same because I won't tolerate being completely, like, blatantly disrespected anymore. Now I have to, like, own that, do you know what I mean? Yeah, the losses that come with that. Mm-hmm. And I just, and I feel like, I, for a while there, I was like, oh, this is sad, this is sad. But right now I'm, like, kind of in the vibe of, like, oh, fuck you guys. You know, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever. Like, it, that's shitty. Hopefully, like, eventually it'll turn around. But, like, for a while there, my pattern because of like based insecurity would be to like overcompensate and like try harder and like try to like acquiesce more and like ugh just now that just like disgusts me and so now I'm just like well whatever like I'm here if you guys want and like we'll see what happens down the road but I I stand by like my point I guess for myself of like I just won't be treated like that well remember Jane when I had in my (laughs) office that little sticky note that said 50 percent Mm-hmm. it's that same kind of thing of like when our trauma is so rooted in taking too much responsibility in relationships which I think is a common thing of all quote-unquote empathic people mm-hmm. in that we're so tuned in because it's a it's a survival mechanism we have to stay tuned in to know what's coming next right like because our environments were so unpredictable emotionally mm-hmm. and but that has made us take so much responsibility for everybody else's emotions and reactions and and their discomfort right like taking on their emotional incapacities and it's just not fair and it's not actually a real relationship because in in order to be in an adult relationship it has to be 50 50 yeah anything more is a parent-child relationship Uh because one person has more authority than the other because of the inherent power dynamic and if you want to be in a relationship with somebody that's adult that's a partnership that's co-creative whether it's friends lovers any kind of really dynamic even with your own parents when you're adults yeah it has to be 50 50 or it's not it's it's inadvertently turning into that parent archetype yeah and so like that has to be my mantra too of like i am willing to take 50 percent I'll own the parts that I bring to the scenario, which I think you have done, but you can't take any more than that, right? Like, without it, without, yeah, you acquiescing and, and sacrificing who you are. And that's that, that's that level of sensation again. We're kind of coming back around to it is holding the sensation of that because for me, when, when I've had to have those kind of conversations or things I think of the one with my mom last year when we got into conflict. There's part of me that is like craving completion of the old project, uh, uh, the old pattern, 
craving that completion where I just give in. <laughs> mm -hmm. You can feel yourself like yearn for it or like almost pull forward for it. Like just give it, just give it up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but you have to hold steady in that constant discomfort. And I honestly think like being able to stay present through discomfort for longer and longer periods of time and hold that sensation is like the biggest skill set that you can have mm -hmm. for growth. Yeah. It's super powerful and it's really hard to do. Mm -hmm. It makes me feel, I don't know, how does it feel for you guys when you're in that discomfort of like holding high sensation? Oh, just like when you yeah. just mentioned, like just that yearning to like go back to the old pattern and it feels like, it feels like um, pulling out of like quicksand a little bit sometimes. Mm -hmm. Just like so sticky and like, mm -hmm. Must be like a gut feeling. Because yeah. that sound you just made is how it feels for me, yeah. too. It's like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And, and everything can scream at you. It's like, just, just like, give in. Just stop. Just mm -hmm. <laughs> do or do more or be better or be more likable or accommodating or just, yeah, like this, like, trauma fear response of do more, be more, figure it out solve the problem don't be the don't be the problem kind of thing yeah exactly like you're the and that's the message is like you're the problem if you weren't so sensitive or you weren't so emotional or you weren't so this or that then we wouldn't be having a problem here and it's like no actually you're gaslighting me because this problem is is both of our problem right like we both brought something to the table here and i think like the the place where it gets tricky is it's still up to them whether or not they want to play or not whether or not they want to contribute and they can say no that's within their purview so yeah. if they decide to say no and to like gravitate out of your field or out of your your life mm -hmm. that that's sad right like that's loss yeah and that's what jenna was coaching me on earlier it's like you have to grieve those things like you have to actually sit with your your grief of people deciding that they don't want to be in your field right now and that that's not necessarily your fault or bad and that people always come back to I think mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but yeah. I think if you don't do the grief process and hold that mm -hmm. feeling you actually can't release the old yeah until yeah. it's kind of what you were saying too jane is like you were just kind of like blazing by and like you didn't really notice it because that's the old way mm -hmm. but you said you needed to just be present with it because mm -hmm. that presence will allow you to grieve it allow you to feel the discomfort and then it's almost just allowed to leave your field so that you can well you're sh you're showing next. yourself that you can handle it right like with your situation mm -hmm. with your mom you were at the point where you were like if you need to exit i will grieve that and i am showing myself that i can handle the sensation of that grief and so now if you come back that's just the cherry on top right mm -hmm. like i actually i'm not going to avoid all of these sensations through these these, at the expense of myself. At the expense of myself. <laughs> yeah. Just because I'm trying to avoid feeling this grief, I'm actually showing myself I'm capable of holding it and that I have a bigger range now to hold both grief and joy with you. So that means that I can, yeah, like I can handle it. I can handle people leaving my life. Yeah. And really that stuff might seem unrelated, 
to even like your career or the rest of your life, but it's all related because when you grow your range, like you're saying, Becky, mm -hmm. of what you're able to hold, that's what makes you ready for the things that you want. Mm -hmm. exactly. You couldn't hold them until you grow your range. Well, and I'm making it the Jane show today, but like it's the same with my real estate license. I don't think I would have been able to hold the sensation of passing before. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I had to accept failure and, like, it got so comfortable with that to the point where, like, this time I went into it. And I know we, like, you coached me on it right before, Becky, and it was, like, if you don't pass, like, life's it's going to be okay. Like, life's going to go on and it's still going to be great. It's just going to be different. Mm -hmm. And so, so passing was just, like, the cherry on top, like you said. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, yeah, so... I think I posted something on my Instagram today that's like the like true power is feeling like if it happens great but if it doesn't happen I know I'll be okay mm -hmm. like that's actually power because now you have leverage right you you have choice you don't have to contort yourself or bend yourself or play small just in order to get this thing that you think is going to bring you happiness you actually have that solid state of happiness as a base level and so anything that happens now along the way is yeah okay now now it's a whole new set of problems right getting your license or yeah. having your business expand mm -hmm. or yeah like graduating like it's a whole new sense of of the next chapter the next challenge the next thing to set out to achieve so we might as well enjoy the success but also realize that this this isn't over. This isn't like a destination that we get to. No. It's actually just like enjoying moment by moment by moment by moment, like a vacation, like a traveling adventure. Yeah. And I think there could be enjoyment in those moments of grief too. Like as hard as they are, um, you have to go into that down to pop back up. Mm -hmm. And you can just, I don't know, for me, sometimes I find it really hard when I'm in the down where I'm like, I consciously know <laughs> that I need this and that there's stuff here that needs to be felt and it's really ugly and it's really gross. And I think of one day this summer where like my business looked like it was completely getting destroyed <laughs> mm -hmm. and I couldn't get out of bed. I actually couldn't get out of bed. I haven't felt that way for so long. I couldn't even take care of my children. My parents were around. I cry I ugly cried in front of everyone and I just... I just straight out said like, I'm a failure <laughs> to my parents and like cried and like, oh, it was, it was the worst feeling, <laughs> mm -hmm. but it was crazy when I just finally accepted that place. I was able to bounce back up in the weeks that followed mm -hmm. because I finally accepted like, if it's going to be over, it's going to be over mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'm not desperate now for the work. And amazingly, that's when the work starts to really flood in. Mm -hmm. Of course. Yeah, because then in the weeks after, it was like I got a new call every day. And now I'm at the point where I have to expand and hire people in my business, two new staff members. And it's like I could have never been there if I was so strung up about this desperate yeah. need to expand. If I hadn't like already accepted my death. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's where we get back into the power of the down, right? And it's not just a metaphor. It actually changes your behavior. If you're willing to go down into that ugly place and you're just willing to be there and be seen in that and 
experience it and that shows you like like jenna that showed you that your parents are still gonna love you john is still Mm -hmm. gonna love you your kids are still gonna love you even when you're at your worst and then you you actually gain a new set of awareness when you're in that down plus that feeling oh i love the down feeling of when you're like fuck it I don't even care anymore. Like I'm willing to put myself out there in a new way because whatever I've already died. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And like that feeling is one of the best feelings in the world. I think world. that's the feeling where you're taking your first step up. Yeah. Cause yeah. you had to have the, that ugly death, that ugly before. death that you're just like, your fingernails are dragging oh. on the way down. Cause you're like, no, cause you're trying to claw your way back yeah. up to the top and you're just going down into that magnetic stew that soup and then that draws in it changes your behaviors and then when your behaviors change your mindset changes you're more open to to new opportunities so it just makes sense on a practical level that letting yourself go all the way down means that you will have a greater capacity when you come back up it's just like fucking physics it's like everything has to contract and expand it's a cycle there was something this time though that was different about being seen in the down that like by the people that I was most hiding things from Mm -hmm. because like for me I had to say to my parents I had this secret belief inside that they had always been thinking since I quit my job with the school division they're like oh she shouldn't have done that she doesn't have benefits now she's this is way too stressful for her why would she ever do that Mm -hmm. like I told you so and I thought they were gonna say I told you so Mm -hmm. but I just like I got to that point of like I don't care I just gotta like show how I feel yeah (laughs) and so I cried in front of them and I said that and I was like I'm embarrassed and I feel like I'm a failure and I feel like you guys are just gonna judge me and I said all these things and Mm -hmm. then my dad said the most beautiful thing I think he's ever said to me and he was like he's like honestly he's like I don't think any of those things and you quitting your job and doing your own thing is one of the most things I'm most proud of and I did not think that that was his mindset at all it totally like like, healing yeah it totally took me off guard but I know that if I had kept that to myself and not decide to show Mm -hmm. that to them I might have been stuck I might not have been able to come all the way back up to the same degree. Mm-hmm. And what an opportunity for them too, mm-hmm. right? Like for, for you to have that point of connection with your dad, because you showed him all your vulnerability, he mm-hmm. got to step up into his power too and share something with you that maybe he never would have got to. Yeah. And then that, that would have always been lost between you of exactly. like, he's thinking it, but you're so unaware of it and you're assuming he's thinking something else. And he is assuming yeah. that you already know that he thinks this about you. And now you had this chance because of your vulnerability to come together and exactly. meet that point of connection. It was like a flip switch yeah. where you feel a rush of love where mm-hmm. there wasn't. Yeah. And you're just like, Oh God, like I was wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was yeah. wrong. And then, yeah. we, he, and then he immediately got up and left the room. <laughs> yeah, because sensation, right? The sensation of intimacy is, is huge. I'm out. <laughs> and my, and my mom could not make eye contact. She had to leave the room as this was happening because that was way too much. <laughs> too oh much gosh. intimacy. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so funny. But don't you know, like, the other thing I think about in those moments, just based on, like, my own experience and, like, watching you guys in them and, like, your like huge strength to be that vulnerable is like when you're on the other side of that watching somebody in there down it's just like so it gives you so much permission to be like 
good. Like, I can be a fucking hot mess, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I can, like, show some of my stuff. And, like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, I, I think for our parents, like, I know my mom, like, watching me fail and succeed and fail and succeed. Like, I think that for her, too, like, it's, it's made our relationship so much closer because if I just showed her that it was, like, perfect all the time and, like, you know, like, especially with my, my emotional eating, like, that it doesn't give her permission to, to screw it up, too, because we're really, like, I feel like that's the biggest lie we're, we're sold is that, like, anybody has their shit together. And oh, knows God, what the fuck no. They're doing. Like, uh, like I, anybody uh. you've talked to, and it seems like 2020 has brought that about, just, like, nobody has any idea what they're doing. Nobody has a fucking clue. It, or, like, where they're headed. They're just, like, yep, like, you know, and, and so just, like, being able to see people in their mess, Jenna, like, I think that's so powerful for your, for your parents too. Mm-hmm. I think so too. Yeah. That permission piece I think is, is, and it's real, it's actual real electric intimacy because you're really showing each other the masks are off. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like no pun yeah. or <laughs> no pun intended for 2020, <laughs> but like the, the masks are off. And so it's that like, that's, and intimacy is fucking electric. Like it brings energy into both of your systems because, and that's the thing we both crave and fear because it's so much sensation, right? To really yeah. see into somebody's soul without the mask is, is intense. Mm-hmm. It's, it's fucking so intense. intense. And so like to have that moment, yeah, can you, if you can actually hold it, the longer you yeah. can hold it the more you're you're actually getting nourished by that and energized by that. But we all have such a yeah. low capacity to actually hold that amount of intensity. Yeah. Yeah. yeah what so real, true. true intimacy is. I've actually felt really angry about that lately, though. Haven't you guys? Like, the, yes. Like, nobody, <laughs> nobody's, like, nobody's vulnerable enough to admit that, like, they don't have any clue what they're doing. And so, like, here we are, yeah. like whatever age you know like third of the way through our lives like fuck all y'all like yeah you know I totally thought that like you had it together and you don't know what you're doing either like that's really freeing but it's also like screw you you know for Mm -hmm. for, like making me think that I've been like living up to this Mm -hmm. standard but really it's all just smoke and mirrors yep I think 2020, that's the gift of 2020. And it's going to keep pressuring and pressuring and pressure cooking everyone <laughs> until they finally come out with their own vulnerability. Yeah. That seems to be yeah. the thing. Yeah. It's like the yeah. earth is just like, yeah, enough. Like, mm-hmm. get on with it. And like, how yeah. how funny is it? Again, coming back to that mask metaphor of like, we have this whole obsession with masks right now and mm-hmm. like masking up and hiding this part of our face that is expressive. And not breathing, which and is not, our life force. Right, and not breathing properly. Yeah. Suppressing ourselves. Yeah, and, and all in the yeah. name of protecting each other, right? Like, think of, like, that metaphor. Protecting each other from death. Right. From the down. From the down. That's what everybody's afraid of. It's yeah. the elephant in the room that no one will directly mm-hmm. address is that yeah. we're all afraid of our own death because we don't believe we can make it on the other side yeah. of it. Yeah. And that's the metaphor. And so now we're clinging to this. We've, like the the immune response has been to like like double down on the on the hiding and the suppressing and the like masking and and literally it like like our mouths are being covered our identities are being suppressed and like how that's going to play out and the rebellion that's going to play out and the like the 
just response to that is going to be really, really interesting, I think, mm-hmm. to, yeah. to watch. Because, yeah. yeah, it's fucking... And it's unprecedented, really. But really, this is the thing. Everybody's like, well, let's just wait a few months till it's over. We'll just wait a couple yeah. more months. It's like, no, this is not ending. No. I know, until I everybody like, is oh, out. No, yeah. Normal. Yeah. <laughs> build, like, build back better. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, no, it's, it's gonna... Everybody has to reach their breaking point, though, right? Like, yeah. like we all will acquiesce, acquiesce, acquiesce until something hits home. Something yeah. atrocious and, and inhumane hits your life and your family. And that's when we'll have to... That's when, like, people will start actually standing up for themselves. But until then, yeah. it's just kind of, like, maintaining the status quo. Don't disturb people. Let's just wait till it's over. Just wait till it's over. It'll be fine. That's kind of what people have been doing to their jobs. Like, Mm -hmm. in the past couple of generations, let's just wait till it's over. Like, 30 years and then we can retire. Yeah. Wait till it's over. (laughs) Wait till it's over. And it's like, humans are so resilient that we could take 30 years. (laughs) Well, the baby boomers could. Yeah. Ours, we can't. Millennials are, we just, and it's the baby boomers' fault because they raised us. But then they blame us and they're like, they just can't take it. They're just weak little snowflakes or whatever they want to call us. You're the one who told us we were special. We could do anything we wanted to. You sold that dream and we we swallowed it. Yeah. It's such a co-created thing. But I I think we do have to bring some humor into it and be able to talk about it because Mm -hmm. otherwise... Um, we're not going to get anywhere. Nope. There was something else I wanted to bring up related to that, too. That we're coming into Scorpio season when there's going to be an election? That's yes! Just like, oh my god! crazy. Did we start this in Scorpio season last year? No, it was a little bit before. It was end of summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We did, we did a Scorpio episode, though, I remember. Yes, we did. Stinger. Oh, yeah, the Stinger one, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, coming into Scorpio, that'll be... We're in this, like, balancing time of Libra where it's, like, pushing it into a direction that it needs to go, and then Scorpio will be the, like, savage death experience. Like, Scorpio, the eighth house, is all about death. Uh It's all about death and sex, like, creation and destruction. Fucking fun. It will be fascinating, like, as an observation. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's very detached yeah. from the humanity. But, because, um, yeah, I know a lot of people are just finding that they're really suffering now. But mm-hmm. I really do think that there's a purpose to all of this. Mm-hmm. That I agree. we're being put through this so that we could be our truest selves in the end. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think we're, it's just a, a roller coaster. But in the end, we just have to figure it out. And yeah. hopefully we won't get cancelled in the meantime. Cancelled? <laughs> 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 yeah, sorry. That is my favorite expression. Like, if you're having like, like, yep, like beef with someone, you're like, oh, that bitch is cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. There are a few sorry. people in our lives that are cancelled right now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want anything to do with that show at the moment. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh, they might make a comeback, God. but but 
now. Like, for now. They, <laughs> they're canceled. <laughs> you just... <laughs> Sorry. All those get laughed. Well, this might be a good place to wrap it up. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you, how would you summarize how you feel now versus how you felt at the beginning of this call? What it feels like to come back to this after several months of a hiatus? Um, I feel like, I feel light and excited and like, I just want to have fun and play. And I think that comes from just that like rude that nobody knows what the fuck they're doing and I find that extremely comical that people pretend that they do Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) yeah it is really funny yeah well and that's like where we we need each other right because all of us have this unique perspective that we need to be able to share with each other because we have maybe one tiny piece of the puzzle figured out but Mm -hmm. we don't have the whole thing and so we need each other to help figure out what the big picture is and that's where the individual is super super important so I feel I feel like we're on a good track here I feel hot and sweaty and (laughs) like I need to go outside for a minute (laughs) um but I think I'm just like full of of energy right now because you guys energize me and I'm glad that I can be myself on this podcast and with you and we have this outlet that we can take our masks off and be ourselves good about that i feel that way too and just like yeah the same reminder jane that no one knows what they're doing so like we could get really uptight about everything Mm -hmm. but just remembering to make fun of things and have a good laugh Mm -hmm. i need that reminder often yeah and it that's what makes me feel energized and light and like okay yeah like i know there's a lot of intensity but it is going to be okay i honestly feel that Mm -hmm. totally totally yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for listening. Yeah. Thanks for making this yes, happen. And are we going to commit right now to not waiting so long in between? Yeah. <laughs> like, should we commit yeah. to that right now? Definitely. Okay. So within the next within the next month, we'll have another one up for sure. These are good. Okay. Thanks for listening. Bye. 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 Hey.